Guts and Grit Podcast. A podcast where we discuss overcoming the odds, resiliency, and never giving up. Join us each week as hosts John Melson and Mark Renahan discuss coming back from failure and never quitting. Guts and Grit, it's go time. Welcome to another episode of Guts and Grit. We are on episode 18. I am your host, Mark Renahan. Of course, coming to, to us today from Fort Benning is Sergeant Melson, as always. John, how are you? Doing all right, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. We have yet another cool guest on today. And oddly enough, I think he probably has some connection to your military experience. Today, we have with us a gentleman who has served our country, not only that, but he has an incredible charity we're gonna get into. Today I have with us Mr. Ramon or Raymond, depending on which guy's talking to him, Alvarez. Mr. Alvarez, how are you? Doing pretty good. All right, thanks for joining us today. Here at Guts and Grit, we like to just kind of jump right in. Uh, I see John is giggling over there, so I'm imagining all the stories he's going through his head. But uh, maybe you can start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself, how you, know, how you got into the uh, military, how you know John, and, and then we're going to discuss your incredible charity that you do. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, so really just started, you know, when I joined the military, I was just a young knucklehead kid going to Vermont Technical College in Vermont, out in Randolph. I uh, got two years in through a mechanical engineering degree, and I just realized, man, I'm really, really bored with college. So I decided to raise my right hand while I was there because I was already in Vermont. So at the time, I went ahead and joined the Vermont Army National Guard. Uh, Started off just like a regular traditional M-Day soldier, like anyone else. Unit deploys, and we deploy, come back. Um, I found myself down at Fort Benning, Georgia, probably on my fourth year, third or fourth year in the military. And during my endeavors there, of course, you know, started doing just some of the fun schools that you get to do or have the opportunity to do when you're young and, you know, you feel pretty good and, you know, you're in great shape because you just came off a real fresh deployment, so you're feeling great. Um, so, you know, got to go to all the fun schools, Ranger and all that good stuff, uh, was successful, great success. Um, get through um, the instructor certification process down there at Fort Benning. And while in the instructor certification process, I meet at the time, Sergeant First Class John Mills. So that's where we originally met, uh, hanging out in a small little room in one of the companies, uh, just reading nonstop, trying to learn you know, all the verbiage verbatim and just in preparation for our ranger instructor careers down there while we were at Fort Benning together. Um, shortly after that, uh, went back to the state, did some state time, squad leader time uh, as a training NCO as well, readiness NCO, uh, full-time active duty Title 32 AGR, and then um, left Title 32 AGR to go back to Fort Benning. Uh, ended up working the ranger team leader initiative program down there with a couple of great folks. And then uh, slowly came up this way to the National Capital Region, where I'm currently stationed. I'm stationed in Arlington over at National Guard Bureau as the Total Army School Systems uh, Regional Rep for Region A, which is all the East Coast states. So I'm pretty much your institutional training guru, anything on that side when it comes to quota management, five-year palm cycle, uh, three-year execution, pl planning phase, and programming. Uh, that's what I do now, essentially. So. Well, that's 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 an impressive uh, story, Johnny. What do you want to tell us about how you uh, met Mr. Alvarez? Oh, well, there's no change to the story. How we met, uh, you know, went down there. Um, 
I, I, I'm going to share a piece of information that, you know, Mark and I are both, you know, what we say, mass holes. We're both from Massachusetts. You know, we went to high school together, Ramon. Um, Ramon is also from Massachusetts. He's from out west. I think it's uh, Springfield, right? But he is a huge Pats fan, so it's, it's a plus, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so when I, when I first met him, I mean, he really doesn't have that much of a, a Boston draw on his, uh, when he speaks, right? So he pronounces his R's, right? And so we, we got to know each other through the instructor certification process and uh, came up that he was, you know, he was a Vermont guardsman. And I knew some guys in Vermont guard. He knew the same folks and everything. And then it came out that he was from Massachusetts. And I think, I think at the time, it was your uncle was the command sergeant major for all of Massachusetts, I think. Sergeant Major, uh, was it Ramos Rivera? Yep. And uh, so we got to be friends there at Fort Benning. And uh, I mean, I mean, this guy was a machine to see him work out down there uh, as a ranger instructor and, and mentor and train those future leaders in the army to come through and aspire to be a ranger. They walk in the door, they see a guy like him. He was the example of what they wanted to try and accomplish to become, right? Um, especially as a young E5 sergeant, and then the E6 staff sergeant, and then to see that he went back down to run the Ranger Team Leader Initiative Program, where they offer um, National Guard soldiers right out of basic training. Um, if they're fit enough and they want to volunteer, they can go ahead and pursue to go to Ranger School, but they'd have to go through Ramon first. So they would volunteer, Ramon would have to train them up and get them ready before they go to Ranger School. And extremely still in existence, the program's extremely a success. Um, he set the foundation, he's part of setting that foundation for that successful program. And man, I've, I've tried to send him soldiers. We've worked out and, and, and networked, trying to help guys out, get help them through their careers. He's been a great addition. I'm, I'm so glad I've had a chance to work with him in the Army. And one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out, Mark, and see if it was cool with him and, and with, with us here at the show to get him to come on is because not only is he still do he's doing that, he's still serving, right? He's given, as we say in the range of Creed, 100% and then some, but then he's also taken it upon himself to be somewhat, you know, like, I guess, being an entrepreneur, Ramon, would you say that? An entrepreneur, like he's, he started up his own stuff and he's giving back. Like every guest that's been on here has been, has endured things in their life and then given back to the betterment of mankind and, and to this country. And, uh, you know, I'm going to hand it over to Ramon so he could talk about the different things and programs that he's worked on and that he's currently running right now. And there's some great charities. So Ramon, thanks for having some time in your day to step away from all that intensive stuff to train National Guard soldiers and set them up with success as leaders to come on the show and share, you know, the, the things that you have accomplished. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both, as always, for your service. Uh, I forgot you told me, Johnny, that Ramon is still actually active. Uh, it's, it seems like you rangers all have a uh, quite a bond with one another. Every time that we have a ranger on, you guys just start giggling before the show even begins. Uh, it also seems that you all like to give back, I have to say. So it's, it's good to know that our warriors, not only our warriors, but when, they, you know, when they're home, they're trying to give back. So... Ramon, I know you have this great organization. Um, it's called WBS Charities, excuse me, WBS-Charity.org. It stands for the Warrior 
Barrel, do I have that right, society? Um, now, I know basically, I know some of it, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to have you explain it a little bit more. I know it involves giving back to both veterans. Uh, I, I actually saw education programs for children, Ben Franklin, and I also saw uh, some cancer stuff. So why don't you just, just tell us, how'd you get into it? How'd you start it? And you know, where, do you, where do you see it going and what's going on now? Excellent, excellent. So uh, funny, funny little story here, because I'll just... I'll tell how it is, right? I'll start from the very beginning of it. Um, early on, I've always been one of those, like it didn't matter who you were, where you were, if you needed a phone call, you needed a helping hand, you know, I was always there to help out. It didn't matter who you are. I just have a giving nature in my heart, regardless of what it is. Um, you can be two hours away, an hour away, uh, an entire country away. I will fly there to help you out if I need to, right? So giving is, is just in my nature. Servant leadership is that kind of style that I definitely live on the civilian side. As well as like in the army, I have a transformational leadership style where I like to work with soldiers and transform them to be better than me over time. So obviously COVID hit. Um, COVID hit a really weird time. Uh, it was in the middle of tra uh, transition from one new job to the next while I was in the national capital region. And of course, like most, you know, organizations, you know, regardless if they were military or not, everything kind of stopped. So everything kind of took a, took a really weird pause and... There's, there's a saying in the business, at least in the whiskey biz, right? Because uh, I, I like whiskey, love my bourbons, can't, can't, you know, I love my beer, doesn't matter what it is, right? I love my beverages. I'm an adult, so I can, I've definitely earned one or two from, from time to time. Um, in good times, we drink. In bad times, we drink even more. <laughs> so that is a no BS saying that you will hear in the, in the spirits industry. And on my end, I kind of started connecting with some folks, you know, via virtually. And I had a couple of friends that were obviously into it. Well, um, we just started sharing stuff via mail. Like, we would, you know, Hey, I'm trying this, come send that. You know, we would talk very similar like this via zoom, uh, via other, uh, video, uh, video platforms that we could. And then one day somebody was just like, Hey, let's, uh, let's buy a barrel of whiskey. I'm like a barrel of whiskey. Like you want me to just buy a barrel? I mean, we're going to, I guess we'll figure it out. So I, I went ahead and started looking up like anything else. I'm, I'm phenomenal when it comes to research. Like I can write a paper like anybody else and I can do research like anyone else. But um, once I put my mind into something, I really kind of dig into the deep, deep ends of it. So again, I'm really starting from the foundation of how this all, all worked out. We, we went with a barrel that we could get during the COVID time, which was really, really difficult to do because a lot of places were shut down. Um, there really wasn't a lot of foot traffic anywhere, planes and stuff like that was really hard to get through. So either way, I figured it out. We sourced our first barrel. And with that, with a lot of the proceeds from that barrel, we donated some money to charity. And we were like, hey, I think we're kind of onto something here. And of course, we kind of just continue to just push forward. A lot of our guys, again, a lot of the folks that are within our organization, they're very big bourbon and whiskey enthusiasts. Like the bourbon community is is. I don't want to say it's similar to the to the veteran community, but I want to say the the cohesiveness, that brotherhood that they bring. Um, to me, it's it's almost similar in that aspect, right? Because they really are caring folks. They really care for folks. Um, they really want to work with each other to for for a better for a better income. So at the end, uh, we've at this point, uh, we've probably sourced almost fifty barrels of whiskey in the last two and a half years. Um, we have raised almost $200,000 for veteran charities, which 85% of our programs are veteran charities. The other 15% are cancer organizations and early childhood education programs, which we feel really fond of as well, but we kind of intermingle them in, within our programs at least once a year. Um, we, I went through the process with my wife 
to go ahead and formulate a 501c3. Um, so WBS Charity Foundation came about June 14th, uh, 2020, but we got formulated in 2021. So fully, fully vested 501c3 nonprofit tax exempt in the state of Virginia. Um, and since then, we've just been continuing mission. The, the big picture now is uh, we're essentially hosting events across the country. So some of our big events are the uh, Golf for Charity events that we do in Kentucky. We just did one here in Virginia. I do a lot of bourbon socials, bourbon events, um, a lot of coming together. And I also do a lot of collaboration efforts. Um, just for an example, there's a, uh, another veteran nonprofit that I'm getting ready to support uh, during Veterans Day this weekend. And 50% of the proceeds at this location is going to be going to her organization. Her organization deals with um, MST soldiers, so military sexual trauma, those who have been impacted by, you know, something that we don't like to talk about in the military, but we know it's very real, you know, sexual trauma, you know, being physically assaulted. And it's not just, as she mentioned to me, I mean, she schooled me on so much information. And I mean, I can talk her up all day, but we're going to, we're going to support her. I'm going over there, bringing, bringing some more veteran folks and uh, just supporting our organization. So again, we love doing collaborations. We do collaboration barrel picks for organizations. I'm doing one for Arizona where it's a craft beer and craft spirits event. Um, we're the gaining charity. Um, all the money that we're going to raise is going to go towards my one of my big programs that I'm in the middle of trying to fund over the next three years is uh, I'm trying to build an all veteran campground, essentially I'm trying to buy 50 to 100 acres. And I'm going to start cutting trees, start cutting land, start putting buildings up and pretty much making it a small veteran campground oasis slash retreat. Um, bring veteran families out, uh, you know, families who are gold star families, um, those who have been injured in war. Uh, or just veteran families in general, you know, you need a place to come for a weekend and just let loose, or you need to find some resources, or you need to just clear your thoughts, come go for a hike, take the boat out, go fishing, you know, things that are just out in nature, because I love everything about camping. As a kid, one of the things that my mom instilled in me as a kid is like, my mom didn't have a lot of money growing up. You know, we were, we were relatively pretty poor, but one of the things that were relatively pretty inexpensive was to grab a tent and go camping and go fishing and things like that, which I loved as a kid. And I mean, that's one of the only things I truly remember as a kid growing up. And those memories are great. So I want to build that essentially as a, as a small oasis and me to continue to give back and serve my community when I get ready to leave the military at some point. So that's the big 300 meter target. Uh, the 50 meter target right now is just continuing our collaborations with other uh, bourbon organizations where we raise money for charity and just continue to host really cool events. Um, I have... A really nice, you know, large bourbon collection that I, uh, I essentially donate to these social events. And we just, you know, in hopes with people coming in, you know, they donate to our organization, knowing that, you know, we're going to go support our veterans and support these cancer organizations and early childhood programs as well. All right. So That's I, the, the big I, picture stuff. I have a million questions, but I'm going to start with the first one. Where does one sure, purchase a barrel of uh, bourbon or whiskey? I mean, where did you... I, I, I'm afraid to even let this information out to some of the people who might be listening, but I, I'm just curious, like, where do you even start with, all right, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a vet, I'm, I'm thinking about start. I think I'll buy a, a, a barrel of bourbon. Where did you find it? I, I have to ask. Well, if you can't tell, I understand the secrets of the secrets, so. There's no secret to this game. I mean, when it comes to anything else, it just comes to communication, right? So I feel like when it comes to this, it's a contact sport. It's like football. You have to keep making hits until, you know, one sticks essentially. So I can just continue to reach out to like every distillery and let them know like, Hey, here's who I am. Here's what I do. And this is what I want to do. Um, how can I go about getting one? And then at some point, you know, out of a hundred phone calls, 99 suck, but one hits, 
I take that one hit and I have that opportunity. I take it. I mean, that's, it, it's just, per, it's just persistence like anything else. So I was persistent. I got through, uh, I was able to work with a brand manager. The brand manager then went ahead and connected me with a, a brand rep. And then I told them who our organization was and we go all the way to Kentucky. We have an opportunity to meet master distillers, master tasters, people who work on the line, people who do the bottling aspect of it, people who, you know, distill the whiskey itself through that entire process. It's actually a really, really cool experience if if you have never had an opportunity to go and, and see how bourbon has started, how whiskey is made, how whiskey is distilled, how whiskey is aged, and and the process behind that. It's 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 such a really cool experience. But realistically, a lot of it's just contact sport. You just got to make that contact, and somebody at some point is going to reach out and go, "Hey, I'd love to help you out." Because at the end of the day, they're in they're in it for sales. I'm in it for charity. So if their sales are up, they're good. And my charity is is benefiting in some sort of way to give back. We're good. Two and two, it makes sense to me. Uh, another thing I've noticed about you, Rangers, besides the the bond you all share, is you, you do all seem to enjoy a, a glass of bourbon from time to time. I think now you have to be the third Ranger we've had on the show. At least you're not drinking it right now. Some of them are just enjoying themselves. They're at the thing. <laughs> I'm kidding. Help yourself. But all right. So I want to get to the veteran campground. Uh, that's an amazing idea. Uh, we've had, I mean, like, I know you know Jeremy Cole. He was on uh, our show last week with his Soul Survivor, and they do a lot of stuff outdoors, you know, with the veterans. But I, I never even thought of, like, a campground. What, what made you decide about, you know, doing that, getting a campground? And, Johnny, you know, I'm going to let you chime in. What do you think about a campground? Is that something you think is pretty cool? I, I do. I think it's a great idea. When he is asked to talk. Oh, I thought you were talking to... Uh, I was, but he didn't catch it. He's he, he's good at push-ups, <laughs> Ramon. He's not good at, at, at talking, so... Oh, gosh. <laughs> Johnny, what do you think? You like a veteran campground or what? Do I like it? Yeah, that, you're John. Yeah, I, well, I, it, it cut out on you, Mark. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, I'm sorry, brother. No worries. But I think it's a great idea. I mean, he's every everything that he's come up with as an idea, he has put... He has taken it from thought and put it into action. And so uh, for him to talk about this, it brings back a lot of memories. You know, like he's talking about how he liked going camping and, and fishing. And that's what he remembers from his childhood. And it's it's awesome because I remember those types of things. So I can relate from all, right? Like those were fun days, right? And to think like, hey, I want to take that from my past and my life as a positive thing. And I kind of want to share that with other people. And He's going through all these other motions to go ahead and make that work, right? So he's again, he's taking these thoughts, and he he mentioned earlier like a 300 meter target and a 50 meter. And what he's talking about, Mark, and anybody listening, if, you, if you're not a, in the service, you don't understand. 300 meters is further away, right? So his long range plans, 300 meters. His short range is at 50, right? That's his immediate threat right there. So he's he's right now he's he's going after the 50 meter targets, low hanging fruit, some people would say, right? And then. He's that all those 50 meter targets will build up for him to, to shoot out to 300 meters. So the long-term plan setting up that camp at the veteran campground, I think it's an awesome idea. Um, you know, something like that. I mean, Mark, it'd be great if we could get, we could get uh, Ramon tied in with Dale Sizemore. Um, yeah. I was thinking with the Rangers whiskey, I mean, they're all into the brown water. That would be a good little combination. And they get the freedom jam and they're, they're, their charities tied in with Ramon and 
and things could really blow up. No, I, I agree. Freedom Jam, actually, that's actually another thing I wasn't thinking about. Yeah, we got to get all, we, uh, at some point, Johnny, we got to get all the guests together in some type of a forum so that we can, you know, get all the, get, I mean, I'm, I'm all for helping out the veterans as much as I possibly can. And again, for you guys to be both not only active, so you're still defending the nation, but you're also doing what you can to help your fellow man is a, is a very honorable uh, mission, I should say. By the way, John, I'm thinking about getting a translator in here that can do military jogging when you guys start talking. Because half the time, I'm not going to lie to you, when you start telling your stories, and you, I was at 72 Bravo 19 530, I'm like, what in the good Lord are they talking about now? But I, I understand is that's, that's what, you know, as you guys are still in there. So, all right. So my next question for you, Ramon, is how do you decide... Um, okay, so I know you're having a golf tournament, and then you guys give the money to veterans groups. How do you decide what groups you work with? Or, you know, obviously, I know you told me you're into research. Do you do a lot of work uh, on that? I mean, are you different states? How does that all work? So we do right now. So right now it's been just one golf tournament, but we decided to do two this year. Um, we do one always in Kentucky. Our major golf outing is always in Kentucky because we pay homage to the fact that the only reason that we're here today and we're raising money is because of friends who sat around during COVID times, during these times where we were just all kind of in disarray, where we had no idea what's going on. And we pay homage to the bourbon, folk, you know, you know, bourbon country, essentially. Like Kentucky is where 95% of the world's bourbon comes from. So we figure, you know, let's get back to Kentucky. And that's how I want to do it every year. So every year at minimum, uh, we find a new place. So our first year we did it in Louisville. Uh, we had a really, really great time. And anybody who, who came there, they were like, hey, man, this is easily the greatest golf outing I have ever been to. He's like everything from the, 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 the evening before the event, the hotel location, the golf, actually, the actual golf course that we used, which was Fuzzy Zoller's uh, golf course in uh, Indiana, which was great, right over the bridge, right there in Louisville, all the way to the the evening of the golf event, where I set up a good food location, everything. People loved it. People were like, "Hey, man, you need to do this every year, and you need to make sure that it's in Kentucky every year." So we do it in Kentucky every year, and every year we look for a veteran organization in Kentucky to impact. So that way, hey, not only paying homage to Kentucky, back to Bourbon Country, we're at least paying homage to my my veteran homies who who definitely deserve more than whatever I could ever give them. Um, and I'm going to continue to always do that. So we always, and that's the way we try to just pick it essentially. So we, uh, I have a small little like panel, right? So like, obviously I'm the executive director to our charity. My wife's the director. We're the founder and co-founder. I've got a brand ambassador. I've got other folks that work with us as well, who are all hundred percent volunteer base. I don't take a dime. My wife doesn't take a dime. We don't make a single dime off of anything here. 100% of anything that we make goes back to these organizations. 100%. So that's, that's very rare in that industry. So, Ramon, let me ask you a question. If somebody wants to help you, somebody wants to get involved, um, what's the easiest way they can do it? I know, obviously, donations are one of them, but is there any volunteer work you need? What's the best place to go to the website, I'm assuming? Yeah, so the website has an events page. Um, it usually will have, like, what the next event's currently going on. I think it still has the old golf outing, but it's already the, – the link's closed off and things like that. We just did um, a bourbon social recently. And I think the next thing I'm going to do is a small collaboration with these folks here, um, here in D.C. It's over at the Fountain Inn. And there's usually also another link about volunteer opportunities, which uh, it might be up for maintenance because I know I just got the email literally this morning saying the site's up for maintenance on some of the pages. So that one's probably up for maintenance. But either way, 
there is a way to definitely just reach out. You can either shoot shoot us an email, um, WBS Charity Foundation at gmail.com, or uh, I think I have a point of contact in there as well for a number, and it comes directly to me. It comes directly to my cell phone. You can reach out to me, or if they want to just shoot me a you know a private message via Facebook or Instagram Messenger, um, those are ways that you can reach out directly to me. Hey, how can we how can we do something? How can we how can we do a barrel? Let's do a fun barrel pick for this organization, or hey, let's let's do an event that has you know, full blown whiskey bar, your stuff only, like people love that kind of stuff. So, I mean, whiskey always tends to bring people in and the charity aspect tends to bring people in always. So, I mean, it's, it's always a win-win it's people love it. Drinking veterans charity. How, how can you go wrong? I mean, it's, it's the three nice, easy things to do. So for those of you who are watching today's guest is what well, I know you now in the Vermont, what are you doing? Are you Vermont guard now? Or I, I get confused with everything. Yeah, so I'm a uh, Title 10 AGR soldier who's still pretty much under Vermont Guard. The uh, Shadow Jackal. Yeah, Shadow Jackal. <laughs> still a Vermont Guardsman by trade, essentially. All right, well, th today we had with us Vermont Guardsman, but also the founder, executive director of an incredible charity, www.wbs-charity.org. That is the Warrior Barrel Society. Uh, they do incredible work. They are giving back to the uh, community. They're doing it all over the country, but right now they're in Kentucky. But I'm sure uh, Mr. Alvarez has plans of global domination, as I can tell. So uh, we've gone a little far. It's a Friday afternoon. I don't want to keep you gentlemen too long. So I want to let Johnny, he always signs us out with his final words. And I want to just say, Ramon, seriously, thanks for all you do. Thanks for serving the nation, um, you know, and thanks for giving back. It's, it's fantastic what you guys do. And, and John, we're going to have to talk to all these guys offline and see if we can, can get all together and plan something big. But, Johnny, why don't you take us out? So, well, Ramon, I, man, I'll, I'll talk to you on text in a little bit, whatever, man. But I got you on the show. I really appreciate you finding the time between your Army responsibilities, your responsibilities as a husband and a dad, the family, right, and then all that work that you're doing on, on the side with the – entrepreneur stuff that you're doing the charities to take some time out of your day to come on here uh, i hope you had a good time coming on i appreciate you coming on um i'm glad you got the chance to meet one of my high school buddies one of my high school buddies got to meet another one of my army buddies is great um and but what i always tell guys and, and ramon you'll vouch to this you know i'm big on training right so my whole thing is i always end up close out every show and remind everybody when you're going to train keep something in your mind right train to be hard to kill <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining us on Guts and Grit. Remember to train to be hard to kill. And by the way, Ramon, if Melson's saying you're a machine, I can only imagine what kind of an animal you are. So thank you all for joining us. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, all of the social media platforms. Of course, you can listen to us on all of the podcast platforms also. Once again, we had Ramon Alvarez from WBS Charity, the Warrior Barrel Society. Check them out at www wbs-charity.org. Gentlemen, thank you both for your service. Thank you for joining us today and have a great week. We'll see you all next time on Guts and Grit. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Guts and Grit. Like, subscribe, comment, share.